time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. 12 o'clock noon. An ordinary scene in ordinary city. Lunchtime for thousands of ordinary people. To most of them, this hour will be a rest, a pleasant break in the day's routine. To most, but not all. To Edward Hall, time is an enemy. And the hour to come is a matter of life and death. Sean, episode nine of The Twilight Zone was perchance to dream, which uh, is a Shakespeare reference. Yes. (laughs) That's about the, uh, I think it's where the the Shakespeare uh, references stop in in the episode, though. Yeah, and, and I think it was just because it's a phrase that has the word dream in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, why not? If it's if it's right there, just just take it. Yeah. And uh, this is actually the first episode of The Twilight Zone to air that was not written by Rod Serling. Yeah, I saw that when I was uh trying to trying to trying to read everything I could about the episode and uh, I saw that as well. Um which you can kind of see. You can kind of see it's uh, at least in the I don't know if the writing influences the direction at all, but it's uh, it has the entire episode has a different feel than the previous eight. Well, I think that it actually is something that probably would have fit better in the outer limits. Uh, yeah, the Twilight Zone because they, there's not really any sort of a moral to it. It's just some weird stuff happens and the guy dies. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, what I kind of wrote down was it's certainly so far, and maybe you know in the in the entire first season, it's one of the smallest stories in that it's just it's just this one guy there's not a larger to do about like dealing with the devil who like really turns out to be god or going to outer space or something like that um yeah. but yeah that's that's a good call i can i can definitely see this as a as a outer limits episode more so than you know an early early twilight zone yeah cuz cuz i think that was the difference between the two series is you know one was just sort of uh you know a weird sci-fi you know, anthology series. And the other one was actually meant to be like morality plays yeah. in sci-fi. And that, that was the difference between the two stories. And so this one just seems like it fits better in, in the outer limits, but that, that is to say it was, it's still a good episode. I just don't think, and I, and I'm literally just making this up on the spot. <laughs> I don't think that anybody is going to put this in their list of their favorite episodes. No, it's, um, we we've talked about this a couple times where you know sometimes they only have 22 minutes to tell 90 minutes of story um right. or they have 22 minutes to tell 2 minutes of story this is the latter i think um you know some of the carnival scenes i think are legitimately scary um even today but um well aside from like but, the, the we'll cat have to dance that later cuz i completely disagreed on that <laughs> um the uh but yeah it's it's it just seems like they're you know they the story just kind of plods along and, you know, you hit pause on the episode and you're like, wow, there's still 18 minutes left. in this." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, by, by the way, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, it's written by uh, Charles Beaumont uh, on a, on a short story that he published in November, 1958 in uh, Playboy. Oh, wow. And it, it, that jumped out at me because when you think about it, there's been actually lots of great stuff in Playboy because Ray Bradbury used to put a lot of stuff in there like that yeah. before the Martian Chronicles started. So there actually like legitimately was a time when you could buy Playboy just to read the articles. <laughs> yeah, I think Hunter S. Thompson was in there, uh, yeah. you know, in, in decades later. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we had the um, – uh, 
what was the thing that happened last year where uh, John somebody dug up an old John Wayne interview where he uh, just surprise surprise he was a misogynist and racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a bit of a problem. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so, you know, if, if you, I actually know somebody who literally owns every single uh, Playboy ever printed. Wow. So like, you know, it, it's not quite maybe as creepy as you think, because there's actually some stuff you might want to read in there. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, a recurring theme in this here uh, podcast uh, is that people age differently in the Twilight Zone. I don't know if you noticed this at all. <laughs> But uh, Edward Hall, the character, uh, I, I believe it even says in the narration, is 35 years old. Or may, maybe the doctor says it. He's 35 years old. And uh, Richard Conti, who uh, you probably know him best from maybe The Godfather. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he was a uh, you know, big character actor at the time. So he, he, was, uh, he was in a lot of things. Uh, he was actually 49 at the time. So he was 49 uh, playing a 35-year-old. Once again, clearly Rod Serling, years <laughs> before either of us were born, were just trying to make us in this moment feel old. They really, he really, uh, there is a pattern of uh, trying to pass off people in their 50s or those approaching it uh, as, as exactly our age. And, and I don't get it because <laughs> if you said Edward Hall is 49, the story is exactly the same. Like Wouldn't there's that no die? reason for him to say he's 35. <laughs> it's um, I, I don't, maybe, maybe there was some kind of market testing where it's more interesting. If it's a 35 year old worrying about dying in his sleep, I have no idea. I, I, I just don't know. But uh, I mean, literally as I, I don't know if it was the same for you, but as I'm watching this and the line is said, you know, he's 35 years old. I'm like, oh, no, he's not. And I immediately <laughs> pulled up my phone and I was looking up Richard Conti on, uh, on IMDb. And I'm like, it was 49. What are you trying to pull here? <laughs> so, you know, that, 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 that really, you know, maybe that's the reason I actually, you know, don't particularly find the episode to be one of my favorites is because the Richard Conti thing is just. <laughs> Couldn't get past it. Yeah, just just, uh, just couldn't get past it. Also, another thing that popped in my head from very early on is, uh, you know, the guy, I, like I get they're trying to very quickly um, create the impression in the audience's head that he's very tired and stressed out. But as I'm watching <laughs> it, it's like he's being incredibly overly dramatic about this. It's like, yeah, man, we get it. All right. Yeah. Like we get it. And if uh, if you were up for four days straight, you probably would not be able to know the exact amount of hours that you were up. No, no. I, you know, it'd be about 40 hours or, or so before I'd even notice I'd, I'd been awake the whole time. I would have just been like, oh, I haven't been able to sleep the last couple of nights. How do you like that? Yeah, how do you, how do you like that? I'm not I'm not walking around uh, clutching the building. Uh, <laughs> so, so some rando is like uh sir are you all right no, I, no, feel like, not happening. I feel like that was a um that was one of the go-to uh methods to communicate that you are in in dire straits or fearful um or you've been up for 96 hours building clutching in the 60s yeah i i think so and, and i think uh whenever this whole covid lockdown is over and i actually uh <laughs> 
find myself out in public again, I think that I'm just going to do that and see how people respond. I'm just going to start clutching buildings. I, see what people say. I have a, um, this, this is a little dark, um, but she's okay. I have, I, have a, I have a close friend who um, one time sneezed and broke uh, both bones in her eardrums that like uh, uh, regulate equilibrium. Oh, wow. And so like, you know, she's like, I I guess those bones were, you know, like one tenth of uh, what they're supposed to be in circumference. So they were fragile to begin with. And, um, you know, she, she's okay. She had, she had surgery. She's back better than ever. Um, But while she was going through this, you know, she, she said she felt like she was drunk all the time. And she was like, constantly like, you know, calmly holding on to railings. So if she can like, keep her composure <laughs> yeah. like going like needing literal brain surgery and uh and and still not be so dramatic about it then i think well, I, uh this guy yeah, can I, do I, have, uh, I have meniere's disease which is a an inner ear thing so it, yeah. it's exactly the same thing it affects your uh your your sense of uh, equilibrium so the the best way to describe it is when i stand up when I stop standing up, it feels like I keep going for about another three or four inches. Oh wow! And it feels like uh, when you're in a in a roller coaster, yeah, uh, when you get to the bottom and actually like start going up, and you have like that, you know, like that 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 pull of gravity. Yeah, that's what it feels like when I stand up, and, that, and that's really the only time that it manifests itself is just when I'm standing up and sitting down. It kind of takes me a second to oh. And have you clutched one building in your life, Keith? I have never at any point clutched a building. This is what I'm talking about. And, and, you know, he's being overly dramatic because at some point he's going to have to sleep. Yeah. So why is it, you know, just just get it over with and find out if you're going to die or not. And I had a little bit of trouble with this episode just because I had a a hard time kind of keeping it it had a hard time keeping my attention um so is he dreaming in little bits so is he taking little cat naps and like you know like chapter one uh i see this cat lady who dances stupidly and then i wake up and then 18 hours later i have another you know short nap where she tries to you know put me on a roller coaster or on a carousel or something like that yeah, see, I wasn't clear on that either because uh, he makes it very clear to the doctor that oh, I dream in chapters. Yeah. So is it like, especially you know, you were apparently we're going to disagree on whether or not the dreams were actually frightening. <laughs> um, you know, if you look at it like one big dream, I can see okay, it's like kind of escalating as it goes. Sure. He's actually just seeing like one of those things every time he sleeps. Then I'm like. Big deal. <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the cat dance was really stupid. It was really silly. Yeah. I understand it's 1959, but it's really silly. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the direction. Maybe it's the music. But there was a just a little bit of foreboding as I watched this. Well, yeah, it's it like you, you know. Okay, so the Twilight Zone. Some weird weird stuff is going to happen. Uh, so you're waiting for the weird stuff to happen, and then it's oh, this woman looks vaguely like a cat, in, in that <laughs> she she has she has makeup on that that kind of look like cat's eyes, and she's wearing a suit that gives her a tail. That's a, that's about it. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know about that. Um, but so, yeah, as I said, it wasn't particularly frightening to me. Uh, but, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it, and this is kind of always one of the episodes where I'm like, oh, this one, I'm not going to watch this. Because, you know, if it's on or if it's on during like a marathon, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll flip around the channels until, you know, 1130 and then I'll see w- which episode's on next. Um, and, you know, like you, like you said, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily, it would belong somewhere else, like the outer limits, because I mean, I, I spent most of the time trying to find that larger morality play or morality tale. And the best I could, the best I could gather is that like you, you can't be afraid of being afraid. Maybe, you know, you don't necessarily need to skydive every day, but if you don't try try anything, then you haven't lived, I guess. I don't know. That is true. If, if you could take any lesson from that, it's, I mean, you know, because we've been kind of making fun of the guy that he's being very overly dramatic about yeah. uh, all the stuff that's <laughs> going on. So maybe, you know, everybody's going to die at some point. So uh, if nothing else, he has a really interesting story to tell the doctor right before he croaks. Get on that roller coaster with the cat lady. That that is the the lifelong lesson that we can we can take about this, and, and I I still maintain that maybe it's because I like roller coasters. Uh, nothing particularly frightening about about this. Trailer. You know what? Maybe that's why I'm terrified of all carnival rides. It could be, and and carnies too. Those. Are, <laughs> yeah. Have you another thing that that jumped out at me in this episode? That, uh, so the doctor says he fell asleep as soon as he walked in. He fell asleep, then screamed and died. Yeah. And then he tells his assistant, who's also the cat lady, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he says that he died peacefully in his sleep. And he's like, well, <laughs> I guess it's not the worst thing that could happen to you. So which is it? Did he like walk in, <laughs> scream and die? Or did he die peacefully in his sleep? Because like it can't be both here. Maybe maybe he recognized the scream as a fun scream of excitement as if he were on a roller coaster and enjoying himself. Yeah, that, that could very well be. And uh, what a way to I, go. I, I don't know about uh, about you, Sean, but uh, I want to die peacefully in my sleep, just like my grandfather, <laughs> not screaming in terror like the passengers on his bus. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's uh, I don't think there's a lot more to say about it. Um, the only, the only thing, do, do you ever watch, uh, have you ever watched it's always sunny in Philadelphia? I have. Yes. Um, like towards the end, the, the B character, Marine Ponderosa, she turns into like a full fledged cat lady. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of is if they redid this today, I would love for Marine Ponderosa to be the cat lady. I could see that, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, she she doesn't have exactly the same look as uh, as uh, the cat lady in this particular episode, but I, I think she could pull it off. I think so too. You know, like like Jordan Peele, he's uh, he's he's coming up with ways to to make the same basic stories seem new and exciting. So so I could see that. Yeah, That's very true. Also, uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, um, you know, like he's he's basically dreaming that he's telling the doctor all this stuff. But then we find out that he walked into the office, fell asleep right away, screamed and then died apparently peacefully in his sleep. (laughs) Uh, So at the end we learn he was dead the whole time. So clearly M night Shyamalan was watching this episode when he wrote this. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it's very clearly a precursor to the success. I clearly. So so what's the strangest dream you've ever had? Ooh, that's, that's a that's a good question. Um Gosh, you know what? I'm, I, 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 I'm so sorry. I can't. I, I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> how about you? Um, I, I had a dream the world was on lockdown for a couple months. <laughs> the strangest dream. I, I remember one time as a kid, there was a, um, there was an episode of America's Funniest Home Videos where a guy was walking on his hands with like shoes on his hands and he had some weird like Halloween mask. And I kept having nightmares about that. That's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That seems like it would be scarier, scary and actually much scarier than this woman, you know, this cat woman making you ride a, so a much scarier. Yeah. So, uh, you know, life lessons from this episode of the twilight zone. Um, just relax. If you, if you think you, eventually you're going to have to fall asleep. So why are you stressing out, sweating, and clutching buildings? Just, just relax. <laughs> up, uh, up next in this uh, little menagerie, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, the episode Judgment Night, which I believe, unlike this one, is a bit of a morality tale. So yes, just a little bit. So back to normal Twilight Zone. <laughs> they say a dream takes only a second or so, and yet in that second, a man can live a lifetime. He can suffer and die, and who's to say which is the greater reality? The one we know, or the one in dreams? Between heaven, the sky, the earth, in the twilight zone. Cabotron?